There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve. And I'm Sean Fangirl S. And tonight we'll be discussing episode six of season three of Winona Earp. Okay, so we thought it ratcheted last time. And we're going to just keep going. One more notch up, one more notch. Okay, by the end of the season, I think I'm just going to be like, oh my God, what is happening? Right. We'll be uh, I'm going to be thoroughly confused. Yeah. Right. So let's jump in with some ratings news. All right. Episode six brought in a 0.11 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.480 million viewers, making it the 76th overall cable show for the day. And I believe there was a convention that weekend, and that's probably why we dropped some, because they were all at the convention watching it together. (laughs) Only counting as one. I love that they do it. 100, yes. Right, right. I love that they do that, though. Yes. So I thought it was funny, because this does happen to be like a Christmas episode. Yeah, and we haven't made it to Halloween And even Melanie was like, wait, we're getting... Christmas already? Hold yeah. on a second. Like, yes, yeah, your show's in summer. So at least we're showing that the seasons are progressing. Right. So why don't you take us into episode six? All right. If we make it through December, it's the holiday season in Purgatory. Eggnog for everyone. Winona teams up with the new ally to search for a missing kid on Christmas Day. Meanwhile, Waverly learns more about her father. Does she? Does she really? Uh, not really. <laughs> right? I just thought it was weird. It's like, okay, tell me more. I need more background. Yes. <laughs> I'm not telling you. They're going to just keep stringing us along. It's like, here's a little bit. Here's a little bit. Eventually, you'll get the whole picture, but you're getting a piece at a time. Right. And this was really funny. I was able to actually tweet this one. I got off early. Yes. And, oh, my God. I mean, seriously, Melanie was hilarious. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then by the end of this, I think everyone was pissed with Tim. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wait, and then there's this new guy. Yeah. And everybody's side-eyeing him because nobody knows for sure. Yeah. So uh, The whole fandom has finally jumped on our bandwagon of, <laughs> you cannot trust anybody. I'm sorry, just, no. <laughs> oh. I am going to say the new guy made it through this episode. How many episodes do you think he's going to make? Yeah, we had that. We kind of questioned that. And I think most people thought he was going to at least last a few episodes, two or three at least. And so yeah, we'll oh, he made it through one. So yeah, he made it through one. So we will see. <laughs> we'll see if he comes back. All right. Take it away. All right. Well, of course, we open. In Waverly's room as Nicole is getting ready for the uh, town party, shall we call it, the Christmas festival, in her cute little elf 
on a shelf costume. With ears and all. Ears and all. But she wants to be the Santa. But I mean, come on. Nudley does have the stomach for it. Yeah. <laughs> but we cut down to uh, Michelle decorating the Christmas tree as Doc comes strolling in with the tree behind him. He had a nice live tree. He yeah. cut down by himself. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be a little leery about any tree live trees, though, after last episode. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, of course, Michelle dismisses him. And she's still angry that he kept his marriage to Kate from Winona. I thought she knew, but nobody knew Kate was alive. I don't know. Right. Yeah, I don't think we know for sure if Winona ever knew or not. But after that bender, she won't forget it. Right. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, Winona decides to reveal to Waverly that her father is an angel. I thought she was going to fly down those stairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after all the noise her and uh, Nicole were making up there. Yeah, it was like, wait, what? Thump, down the yeah. stairs. <laughs> My dad's an angel? What? Spill the beans. Yeah, so Michelle tells the story of her affair with the angel Julian. How she loved him, but then he disappeared the day Waverly was born. So that's the story, and she's sticking to it. She never looked for him because she had her hands full ever since with the demon that was after Waverly. Which, yeah, if that demon's in your head all these years, yeah, I don't think I'd be able to uh, go looking for a lost love. That's true. But then Winona, who at least is semi-voice of reason here, maybe Bobo is lying. Right. And of course, as soon as she says Bobo, Michelle's head just whips around and she is surprised to hear that he is still around and oh by the way he was there the night waverly was born wait a second yeah whoa <laughs> exactly this just keeps getting stranger and stranger yeah so winona is called away about the kidnapping of a child and of course leaves to help with the search waverly tries to press her mom for more information but Michelle conveniently says she doesn't want to focus on the past anymore. Gee, thanks, Ex Mom. Excuse me? <laughs> you need to explain something to me, lady, because uh, I think we need to focus a little bit on the past. Right. Just a little. And at Christmas dinner, Doc wants to know why Winona didn't call when she found the kidnapping victims. And Winona says, well, Charlie was there to help her, so it was fine. <laughs> oh, this was so bad because we have a moment with them earlier. Yeah. And I think everybody was like, come on, say it. Say it, Winona. Yeah. Because when Doc was like, yeah, Kate needs me, but tell me what you want. Right. Like basically putting the ball 100% in her court. Yeah. And she just dropped it. She And I was like, no. Oh, and I know, like, on Twitter, mm -hmm. I think the fandom was exactly the same because oh, they were all losing it. Yep, absolutely. And so I was so ticked that you are picking some random guy who you met about 10 minutes ago. Right. Over Doc. But at the same time, Doc doesn't seem to be letting go of Kate. Yep. So I get it. But I, I think everybody, like I said, was just, like, very upset. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I wanted her to say it. And I think I, I probably tweeted that about 12,000 times. Yeah. 
<laughs> so after the group toasts Winona, Doc gets up and leave. And of course, Waverly tells Winona to go after him, but Michelle stops her. I wasn't too happy about that either. No. Like, so. Michelle, you had your marriage and you admitted to having an affair. So why are you stopping her from having possible happiness and with her moment with Doc? Right. I didn't understand that at all. No. And of course, after dinner as they're washing the dishes, Michelle finally tells her to go after Doc. A little late now. Well, yeah. no, I don't think she specifically said go after Doc. And she said go find some happiness. Right, yeah. Which Left that real yeah. vague. Well, yeah. <laughs> and of course, she finds him and they get into it as she says he's married to a vampire. And yeah, she just still doesn't think she deserves to be happy herself. Right. Oh. Michelle doesn't want Winona to settle like she did for Ward, apparently. I feel like there's a whole backstory there we need to know. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, Winona tells Michelle they can find Julian, but if they find Doc, Winona will give him an earful for ditching Michelle the day he gave birth. She gave birth. And you go, okay, uh, why would Doc... Doc was in the well at this time, wasn't he? So why, you know, he didn't abandon... <laughs> right, that didn't make any sense. Yeah, Michelle, so... Just another reason for her to yell at him. I guess. But of course, instead of going after Doc, she runs into Charlie, and she's a little surprised that he's not more freaked out about everything he encountered, but he tells her, yeah, well, Purgatory has a reputation. And you kind of go, oh, this might not be too good. Right. And then he's like, oh, am I on the team? She's like, your team adjacent. Just like I'm Chicago adjacent. Right. <laughs> but then... Other things happen, and I'm like, Ooh, wait, what? Yeah, no strings attached. Okay. I'm like, <laughs> what hold guy's on a not second. going to agree to that? <laughs> yeah, but then I had all sorts of red flags. Yeah. So he's part of the fire department, which we've run into the crazy fire department previously. Yes. And they were all like a brotherhood. Right. And okay, he just happens to be totally cool with everything. Why is Winona not thinking this is kind of weird? Right. Red flag. Right. It's like, just because he's a good-looking guy, there's a lot of red flags there, Winona. Yeah. I feel like you should be like, hold on a second. You've seen all this weird stuff. You had no problem doing this. You're part of the fire brigade that was trying to kill me last season. Maybe I should not be like, oh, this is cool. Let's do this. And right after their little adult time and the red light goes off on the fire engine, which was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> she tweets, boom, I'm pregnant again. And <laughs> Emily's like, can we not? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> now I'm like, wait, what if she gave us something that uh, she wasn't supposed to? Yeah. I'm like, hmm. Or what if she's telling us she really is pregnant in like real life? Right. Like, then they're going to have to deal with that again. And I'm just like. Wait a second. <laughs> so now I have to watch everything she tweets out even more closely. Yeah. So let's jump back into purgatory proper. Right. As we see Sheriff Nedley being Santa Claus, it's purgatory festival. <laughs> he wasn't a great Santa. No. <laughs> and one of the kids there takes off when he thinks he sees the real Santa. Now, how you could possibly think that Bolshar is the real Santa, I have no idea. 
I thought it had to be some kind of like Pied Piper effect. Yeah, oh, absolutely it was. Because the other kid didn't even see him. Right. So that's why I was thinking it's got to be something. Well, he is a demon. Yeah. And, and of course, we, he finds a tall man dressed in red, and then there's only screaming. Which can't be good. Cannot. <laughs> no. And of course, after getting rejected by Michelle, Doc tries to bring the tree to the station. Which at that point, it's just kind of bringing the branches. <laughs> Charlie <they're>, Brownish. <laughs> yes, there's like nothing left. No, the needles are all gone. Just like somebody's mustache. I'm just saying he looks so much better without a mustache. Yes. <laughs> and I think a lot of people are like, oh, thank God. But I mean, even this was hilarious. Doc's trying to cheer up Jeremy and he's like, but he totally ghosted me. He yeah. never called me when he's talking about Robin. And Doc's like, you just have to realize you have to ask for what you want. And as he's saying this, all of a sudden, Jeremy's like, you're right. And he puts his hand on Doc's leg. And Doc's yeah. like, nope. <laughs> nope. And puts his hand back on his own leg. He's yeah. like, no. And it's it was funny because Jeremy wasn't doing that, I think, to like make the moves on Doc. No. I think it was just like, yes, you're right. And like excited and just like, totally right. Just puts his hand there. And <laughs> But Doc's like, yeah, you're not asking for me. No. <laughs> but it was just, it was cute. And then to see that Doc is like giving relationship advice, but at the same time, not following it. Right. It's like, dude, maybe listen to yourself. Right. So, of course, Jeremy calls Robin. And unfortunately, the phone that rings is in a bowl at a very sinister looking facility where people are being tortured. As they scream. Yeah, I'm sure that no big deal. Yeah, no. And we see Tim, the boy who was kidnapped from the Christmas festival where Nedley was playing Santa, is being checked in and informed he made the naughty list and shoved in a cage with Robin. So Robin's alive. Yeah. I wasn't sure what he was coughing up black blood or whatever. Right. Yeah, whatever that was. And you kind of figured that the trees got him, but no, he's still alive. The trees did something, apparently just grabbed him. Yep, they follow Bolshar's orders, so they got a whole army there that's not good. I don't know how you're going to battle trees and demons. Right. A Demon trees. Flamethrower. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you might set everything else on flame. Right. Back at the grounds of the festival, Nicole tries to take statements from a crowd of witnesses while Nedley sits apart, upset and immobile because he didn't prevent the kidnapping. I think Natalie's starting to lose it. Yeah, he is. This is not good. No. And Nicole directs Winona to the scene of the kidnapping where an officer from fire services, Charlie, is looking for clues. Good old Which, again, time. seems weird, but apparently it was all hands on deck. Right. When a kid's involved, yes. And Winona introduces herself and then quickly deduces that there's way too much blood there for all to be from a child. Because she watches shows. I can't remember what show she talked about. Right. But I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> perfect. See, television can be handy. Yes. And she believes the scene was staged to make it look like Tim is dead so they wouldn't look for him. And then suddenly a crazy branch just goes falling straight down. Hmm. Killer trees, maybe? Yeah. But fortunately, Charlie sees it and dives and knocks Winona out of the way. 
And this was interesting because this is where it kind of establishes trust, right? Right. He just saved her. Okay, well, obviously, he's not trying to get me killed. I don't know. Yeah, not enough trust yet. No. And then he says, oh, this tree isn't even from around here. This is weird. Right. Oh, maybe she's going to have him help. Right. But again, I'm like, this doesn't seem like a good thing. (laughs) So, of course, she takes him to meet the team, and she gives a sample of the blood to Jeremy for testing. And Jeremy decides to back talk and then talk about Helen Mirren. You don't talk about (laughs) Helen Mirren. Listen, Jeremy. Yeah. She's a treasure. You do not talk smack about her. I think even Winona said that. Yep. I thought that was funny. And Waverly pipes up that Tim's family has a long history in purgatory and more than likely, Bolshar was responsible for taking him. Oh. Well, who else do we know that knows anything about the whole first families in purgatory? purgatory? Right. Oh. This isn't good. Because this means we're going to have to go talk to somebody that certain Winona doesn't want to talk to. Right. But before they try to awkwardly explain Bolshar to Charlie <laughs> without telling him that... Oh, this was hilarious. Demon, yes, it really was. And Jeremy, who's still in a foul mood, immediately perks up when he realizes that Robin's family is also long-standing residents of Purgatory. So instead of being ghosted, maybe he was just kidnapped. Because he's a big dick. Wait, yeah. no, not that he has what I don't know, but he just... Hold on a second, rewind. Yeah. Oh my god, I was laughing oh, so no. hard. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's so embarrassing. Is what you say it and you realize what you said, and it's like, oh god. And I think everybody's totally been there. Not quite to this extent. Right. <laughs> but yeah, everybody has been to that point where you say something and you're like, that's not what I meant. And you get like super embarrassed and it's funny. Right. Of course, Nicole and Charlie lead a search for Tim in the woods, where Nicole finds a pile of petals in the snow and takes a photo as Charlie looks on. This becomes a clue later on. It's weird. A lot of things that don't belong. Right. But we get a shot of the sinister facility, where we see a man forcibly put in a chair and hooked up to a large funnel. Yeah, that'll go well, I'm sure. Yeah, looks like they were hollenizing these people. Right? With the green goo. We're putting our shows together again. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah I asked Emily if uh, she borrowed some of the Killjoy's green glue for <laughs> the episode. She didn't reply. <laughs> it's probably like, damn it, they're on to us. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, Bolshar tells Tim and Robin to watch the man die as their ancestors watched Bolshar die. And that's when we see the green goo go into the funnel. And Robin covered Tim's eyes. Right. You know, it's like he doesn't want the kid to be scared and he wants to, I guess, protect him as best as he can. Right. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet and so dangerous. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it is. So, of course, back at the station, Jeremy explains that the petals Nicole found are not native to the area and are usually used to cover up noxious fumes from a factory. And the blood that Winona brought in was from pigs, not a child. So definitely a setup here. Oh, that's weird. What can this mean? Yeah, so we have a brainstorming 
session on facilities in the area where they can look for Bullshire. Doc proposes teaming up to search, but Winona says they should split up to go to each facility since time is of the essence. Yeah, I'm sure that went over great with Doc. Yeah, went over great with the fandom, too. Right? Because <laughs> I'll take Charlie with me. What? Yeah. Actually, Charlie wasn't even part of it. No. He just happened to show up, which I thought was weird. Right. Well, yeah. Apparently, he searched his facility and didn't find anything, so the next one was the one Winona just happened to be at. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Don't trust him. So, of course, back at the facility, Bullshard taunts Tim, saying that his great-great-grandfather helped Wyatt Earp ambush him. Bullshar's looking like he's going to take Tim next, so Robin jumps in front of Tim and tells Bullshar he's next. Right. I've been here longer. What are you doing? Yeah. My turn. Of course, he tries to reassure Tim that it'll be all right as they strap him into the chair. Yeah, it doesn't look really good as you're being strapped down. No. That, don't <laughs> no. worry. It'll be fine. Probably not, dude. Yeah. Now, of course, Charlie does meet up with Winona at the facility. And she checks to make sure he's not a demon. Well, he's not a revenant anyway. Right. She ought to know that demons don't have that reaction to Peacemaker. Peacemaker don't kill demons. It just kills revenants. Well, then a couple double entendres happen. Yeah. (laughs) And they find the kidnapped victims. And the bad guys are all gone, though. Yeah. How amazing is that? That they just all happen to be gone when Winona shows up. Right. And Robin, who was strapped to the chair, does have some goo on his face. Yes, he does, which is not a good sign. No, so I'm wondering if they pumped whatever into him, or if basically they were interrupted before really doing anything. Right. Well... Or what does this mean? Yeah. It's not good. I know that. I'm sure it's not. Yeah. I don't think Winona showing up made them all just disappear. I think they could have handled her quite easily with what they had in there. So I'm not sure what drove Bolshar and his crew out of there, but something did. I'm worried. Yeah. Maybe there's an angel hanging around here. Well, they get all the kids back to the station, thankfully reunited with their loved ones. But we don't know how many of them have been affected by this green goo and what this means. Right. I do think this is going to make a Big difference soon, though. Yeah, I do, too. (laughs) Poor Jeremy. Because Robin runs up to Jeremy and kisses him, and it's like, wow. Oh, so you wouldn't have ghosted me if you weren't kidnapped. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, poor Jeremy was just shocked and then in awe, and (laughs) he was just going, running the emotional gambit in this episode, and a fine job he did. Yes, it was great. And, of course, then we get to... Some more casual flirting between Charlie and Winona, and he wants to know if he's on the team. Well, not yet. He's still adjacent. I don't trust you. No. And so Nicole goes to see Nedley, who's isolated himself in the office, and he's still beating himself up for letting Tim get kidnapped right under his nose. And he tells Nicole, it won't happen again because I am retiring. So Nicole's the new sheriff. What? Right. It's like, what does this mean? Yeah. I feel like it's good and bad. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. Let's go 
somewhere completely different. Yeah, back to the well as Waverly has snuck off to visit Bobo at the well. And she wants to hear about the night she was born. And so Bobo goes into the explanation that he went to the greenhouse when he heard screaming coming from it. And he found Michelle, who had just given birth to Waverly. And before she passed out from the blood loss, Michelle gave the baby to Bobo, who took it to Daddy Ward. Which was weird, because he's like, why would I do this? And then she's like, protect Waverly, and that's what, like, clicked. Yeah, that's what clicked in. It was like, huh? Okay, and of course- Going back, yeah. Yeah, Ward knew the baby wasn't his and threatens to shoot her. But Bobo informs him that he must care for Waverly. If he hurts her, Bobo will kill him. And he gets the gun away. He gets Peacemaker away from him. Yeah. And he's holding it well, even while on board. Yeah. Yes. And this was weird. It's like, oh, I guess this is like some serious shit. Yeah. <laughs> like suddenly Ward's like, oh, 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 wow. What's up with this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But obviously something's being left out. Right. So what is it? Yeah, Bobo had was there when her father went missing, so what happened to him? And exactly. Course, Bobo implies he knows where Julian is, but won't reveal more until he's out of the well. Now, fortunately, Waverly's not playing his game and shuts the cover back on the well and leaves. Unfortunately, later on, Mama shows up at the well, wanting to know where Julian is. With a full plate of food for him. Yeah, and a rope. Well. We don't ever find out if the information was given, though. Right. Kind of ends there. It's like, what is happening? <laughs> Michelle, what did you do? Right. We got another demon on the loose. Great. So let's go back to what I was talking about earlier. Yeah. The Good. other woman. Kate knowing something. Winona and Doc go to speak to Doc's wife about the reasons Bolshar might go after the first families. Like, duh. Right. Winona figures Kate might know something about Bolshar's agenda since she was a member of the vampire clan that was trying to create a first family tribute for Bolshar before Winona took him out. And Kate only knows that they're supposed to separate the descendants of first families from everyone else. They weren't supposed to kill any of them. She doesn't know why. Well, come on, Kate. Use your head a little bit. Bolshar wants the joy of taking all the first family out. Yeah. And Winona's tough on Kate, but Doc tries to defend her. Not a good thing. Right. And then apparently he was blind to the whole vampire thing all along. Yeah. What? That was kind of funny, though. She's like, I told you repeatedly. Right. Oh, I thought it was all role playing. I think even Winona looked at him like, are you even kidding? Right. Because back in the 1850s. How much role-playing was there, really? Right? (laughs) I guess there probably was some, but come on, Doc. You're not using the right head to think with, that's for sure. Right, and this is weird because then Doc's like, well, if you you were a vampire, why did you leave when I got sick? Right. She's like, I couldn't bear to watch you waste away. And once I got word you died, I rejoined my family, my undead family in Europe. But I swear the other episode she said... That she never gave up because she didn't think he was dead. Right. Now, she must have somehow got word from Wyatt that, no, Doc wasn't dead, but they couldn't, still hadn't found him. Okay. Because I was like, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. 
Well, we still got Cluties out there, and I'm sure that Wyatt went and talked to her and found out, no, she made him immortal, so. Hmm. I don't know. It's That's still like... Kept looking for him and looking for him and looking for him. Because if they really thought he just died, they somebody would have had a body somewhere. True. <laughs> you would have thought. Well, none of this makes Winona a happy camper. Oh, no. She just storms out of there. Oh, the doc's like, oh, don't worry. She'll warm up to you. And Kate's like, but when will you? It's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Stop with the flirting. Yeah. So Nobody Doc, wants this. No. Doc <laughs> follows Winona back to the station, and Winona informs him she will not be the other woman. And Doc says, well, I haven't been with Kate in a hundred years. And uh, you're lying me? out your teeth. Like, weren't you just the other day? Yeah. And of course, Winona's smart enough to doubt him. Well, they had a baby, so what we have is deeper than what you and Kate had. It wasn't just all rolling in the hay, basically. But when she kisses him and then pulls away, and Doc's like, just be honest. And she doesn't. She's just like, we should get back to work. Oh, collectively, you just heard a, come on. Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, Nona, don't you do this. Yes. So, of course, Doc goes to see Kate. And apparently she had been attacked by the Bullshar's followers because they came to collect fealty. And she managed to fight them off, but was hurt in the process. She insists she needs Doc. Doc says he'll help her any way he can. This was weird to me. How did she fight them off? Right. Because nobody else has been able to. No. But Doc's like, oh, I'll help you any way I can. And suddenly is being turned into a vampire. And closed scene, and everybody is pissed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doc, just wrong decision. And he changed the picture on his Twitter. Yeah. It was the Doc stash with vampire teeth. Yeah. Everybody was like, what the hell is that? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. They're killing me. Yeah, absolutely. And now you can't trust Doc. Nope. Because I feel like this was all bullshit. Hey, Steve, did we get any feedback on this episode? Oh, we sure did. Our... Bestie from the Netherlands has once again graced us with some feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Fangirl Zone podcasters. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Winona Herb, Season 3, Episode 6. I record this feedback on the 30th of September. I've seen the season up to Episode 11, just only missing the finale. But I will try to keep this feedback spoiler-free. Fortunately, I also gave some feedback for another Winona Herb podcast called Tales of the Black Badge by Kevin Batchelder and Bonnie Farrar. So and get, I can go back to my feedback for that podcast and really getting into my own spirit of not knowing what is coming ahead. The audio feedback for that podcast is limited to a maximum of two minutes. So my feedback there was always somewhat limited. Fortunately, I have more time at the Fangirl Zone. First off, A little strange to have a Christmas episode in August. I think Christmas episodes only can really get you into that special feeling when aired in December. But okay, for the rewatchers, they can choose whenever they want to watch this episode. Two strange things to start with. Who the heck is this Charlie? And where is he suddenly coming from? And talking about suddenly, why is he introduced at 12 minutes into the episode and already kissing our hero at 26 minutes later and probably doing more than just kissing in that cab of the fire truck. 
It's not that we only have uh, two or three episodes left. We're just halfway the season, so they could have used a little more time for that. Or the time pressure is caused by the fact that we will lose him in the next episode already. Second strange thing. When the branch of the tree falls, and uh, also Winona falls, why didn't she get up? She is not the type of the damsel in distress, and she got picked up by Charlie. Very un-Winona-like. I like the scene with Winona and Doc under the missile too. And strangely enough, I also like the scene at the end with Doc and Kate. One of the things I was expecting, namely that Kate became a vampire on purpose, so she could keep looking for Doc, proved to be wrong. She was already a vampire when she married Doc. It's nice that Jeremy got his Robin back. And I like that this episode was less overloaded with alcohol than the previous one. I didn't like the deterioration of uh, of Natalie, but we probably all saw that coming. I wonder if he will keep a role in the series. I really wonder how angel-like Waverly's father Julian really is. Is this just a way of speaking, so being a nice, loving and friendly guy, or is he really an angel, as in opposite of a devil or a demon? Funny thing is, I'm actually half an angel. So, Steve and Sean, do you believe me when I say that? Nah, well, am I a trustworthy person? Do you believe me? Well, I'm actually really half an angel. And that's because my mother's maiden name is Angel in Dutch, however. Okay, very funny was Doc with his Christmas tree, first at Mama Herbs, and uh, she shoves him out. <laughs> you are not criticizing my decoration abilities. And uh, later on, he, he comes into this police station at Jeremy's. The tree already lost a lot of needles, so that was very funny. I wonder who these uh, helpers of Bullshire are. There are no revenants. And when Winona came into that uh, factory, uh, she shoots a lot of them uh, without any compassion. Are that actually originally citizens of purgatory and you just can shoot them? I really wondered where they came from. Later on, we see Waverly at the pit with a Bobo in it. And they are talking again about Julian being an angel. And then we get the whole scene with a flashback where Waverly is born with Waverly's mom giving birth and that Bobo is uh, then taking the baby to Ward Earp. If we go back to season 2 episode 8 where Winona is with Bobo Del Rey, so actually Robert, she is saying to Robert that her name or he asks what is my angel's name and then Winona says Waverly. And so this comes back in this episode that Bobo realizes this This is the special girl. One other topic is I really wonder if sci-fi's Friday night is green goo time. We have green goo in Killjoys and now we also have green goo in Winona Herb at Bullshar's factory. Finally all are saved and uh, Robin comes back uh, to the whatever. And uh, he is uh, kissing uh, Jeremy. And then Jeremy, then he asks uh, for a Christmas dinner. And then Jeremy says, no, I have to be uh, at first at Christmas Day with my family. Uh, it's Boxing Day, okay? And I thought, what? Finally, he got his love life 
in shape and uh, he is choosing for his family. That was a little strange. I have some other critical comments. The general rule is that vampires can't stand daylight. This seems not to be applicable to Winona Earp. And if it does apply, will we see Doc only uh, at night from now onward? It starts to become a bit like Angel and Buffy-like. Another point is Waverly looked very sweet in her Christmas outfit. But I get a bit the feeling that after the enormous success of the cheerleader act, the makers wanted to repeat this. Well, it worked for me the first time, but now the second time, I thought, okay, nicely done for the fans, but seen it, enjoyed it, done with it. In that sense, I found the second to last scene in the previous episode much nicer. Although, they should not repeat that either. That was all. For now, greetings, Fred from the Netherlands. It is a little weird to have a Christmas episode in August. I definitely agree with you there, Fred. (laughs) Uh, I guess the way that they were filming it, they wanted to give us at least one. Yeah, we needed it, I guess. (laughs) And who the heck is Charlie? I believe that's the question that we all have on our mind. Because... Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to make it very far. Yeah, that we discussed that during our discussion of the episode was <laughs> how many episodes did we think that he was going to last? And I think the general consensus was at least a couple. <laughs> it's kind of the same with Robin. I don't believe anybody's going to last outside of the gang, but I guess we'll wait and see. And why didn't Winona get up? Well, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing it was more like she was stunned. Like, she wasn't expecting a tree to fall from nowhere. Right. So, that's all I can think of. I mean, what are your thoughts? More than likely, that would have to be it. Unless she sprained something falling, Charlie knocked her over and out of the way. But it did seem a little odd. I agree with you there, Fred. Uh, I don't know. What are you going to do? Yeah. And yes, we're happy Robin's back. But I'm still wondering if he's going to last. I don't trust anything in case you haven't figured that out yet fred right like i just don't believe that any of these people are good and anything's gonna be all fun and everything you know i i get flustered because i'm like i am just such a naysayer when it comes to anybody outside of our gang and you know ever since dolls i don't trust anyone now because seriously dolls is gone and you guys ruined everything i don't know I'm angry all the time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do love the whole Christmas tree, though, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was classic. Doc dragging that to hell and back. (laughs) And, yeah, it is um, curious, uh, this bit with uh, Waverly's dad being an angel. I'm still not sure uh, where that's going to lead. Can't wait to find out, though. And you're half angel? Well, you're listening to us and writing us every time, so maybe you are. Yeah, you're definitely (laughs) our angel, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, I mean, they keep kind of mentioning everything about an angel anyway, like Bobo keeps talking about in regards to Waverly. So I just thought that was kind of weird that they're bringing it back since that happened how many episodes ago? Well, you actually have it season two. You know, what's the name of my angel? So did Bo and Emily always have this game plan? So I guess we'll see, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Yep. And we did mention the green goo from Killjoys. 
<laughs> hey, you reuse what you got. What do you? That's right. Now that's a nice catch about the vampires being out in daylight. The doc doesn't seem to be affected as much as Kate, because I don't call seeing Kate out in the sunlight. I thought she was. It could be. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, new new show, new rules. You never know. I mean, they might be pulling something out of, like, a very old legend. That's very we true. Exactly, yeah. yeah. We, we really haven't gotten a, uh, a defining statement on uh, these vampires, so... <laughs> Each one of them seems to have a different set of rules. Right. And I'll let you take the Christmas outfit, Steve. <laughs> well, it was almost as good as the cheerleading outfit, but not quite. <laughs> like, awful close. And yeah, it was nice to see everybody together for Christmas dinner, except it didn't quite turn out as well as we would have hoped it to. But once again, Fred, we really appreciate your feedback and can't wait to. For the next episode. Bye. Thanks, Fred. What do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi talk at fangirlzone.com. That's S-Y-F-Y. Check out our website, www.fangirlzone.com. You'll have our contacts page so you can follow us and tweet with us and Facebook and everything. And while you're at it, please rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on. Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about the show because they should totally be watching this. Come on. Let's be honest. It's awesome. And of course, we hope you're enjoying the podcast. So for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Ho, ho, hold my calls while I kick some honeycomb ass. And until next time.